0: Hey, Fanboy Nation. This is your pal, Daffy Duck, and you're watching, you're watching, we're watching, you're watching Fanboy, 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 et cetera. Fanboy Nation. Dad, I assume Tom. <laughs> Making its U.S. premiere at the Newport Beach Film Festival, we are talking about the documentary Pure Grit with its primary subject focus, Charmaine Weed, and Kim Bartley, the director. Ladies, how are you today?
1: We're great joining you from ireland and wyoming
0: yeah wyoming makes sense because charmaine is, is Na- native american or indigenous american and this is a story uh, about her life but it's very interesting how an irish woman who's living in the united kingdom gets to tell a very american story
1: well i'll stop you there an irish woman living in ireland very important not the oh, united I'm sorry. kingdom <laughs> But, but listen, um, we
0: all hate the English it's okay, so you know let's just pile it on
1: <laughs> so myself and Charmaine connected on facebook um there's a big age gap between us and Charmaine would be much uh more uh used to using facebook than I would but we found each other on Facebook because I'd been looking into women racers who race in Indian uh relay races and uh and that's how I came across her and straight away she just she looks incredible you know we just hit it off and then she was trying to fob me off into other races kind of going you should speak to these other girls and I was like no 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 I think you're you're you I think you're incredible and that was it and then we just met in in person and took it from there Um,
0: and Charmaine you've led a uh, a very well interesting is one way to put it but also a tumultuous life but You've all, you've been an athlete in other sports. You've also played basketball. You and now to do horseback riding on top of this, um, you know. But this is a documentary that took three years uh, for its completion. How difficult was it for you to open up about your youth and the situation that that you suffered through for eight years, and not having the support of the family? Because to go back and relive that in its in it of itself has to be gut wrenching
2: right and it is difficult to discuss those kind of topics because a lot of people don't really talk about them and you know it's more like of embarrassment or they feel like the person who might have committed those actions were um manipulative and made it seem like you know it was their fault at all times. So it isn't their fault and it it isn't my fault. So, you know, it's it's got to be common to talk about. We need to talk about it, you know, because that's the only way we'll be able to make a difference in the world. There's a lot of hurt and a lot of self-medication going on. And I mean, we're dealing with harder times now than when we were growing up. Because there's so much different things that are new, that are dangerous, you know, and could take somebody's life. Or just because a person wants to self-medicate, you know, over the situation. You know, even myself, I've been down that road. I've self-medicated myself. But um, I was able to come out of that and uh, able to heal, you know. So the fact that I was able to heal, I'm able to help others heal because it gives me that authority if I didn't if I just kept self-medicating I wouldn't be able to help people without helping myself so I got myself that help and then after that that's when um, you know I I went ahead and figured you know this is a time where all my talents could come and bring some positivity into the community and to people's lives you know and um, so that's why I work so hard every day of my life you know and in, in everything I do and just like how you said I play basketball I still practice basketball you know like as if I were in high school still or something <laughs> and then um not only that but I also run you know to um because I'm able to because there's many people out there who would love to run who can't you know so it's things like that and the people that motivate me to be who I am, to be able to provide that motivation to also for them. And I've had people motivate me in my life. Whereas, you know, it made an impact in my life and it gave me hope too. So with that being said, I was like, you know, this is a time where all my talents can, they can shine. And I've noticed that having, uh, youth, they, uh, they could look up to me in a good way. You know, there's not very many people that you could look up to um because a lot of people don't use their talents all the way through. They they'll have that talent but they stop at a certain certain point in their life. And so but if they were to keep going, you know, they could get better and stay good at it. You know, and so I wanna be able to return all those motivational speakers in my life or people that I might have learned from want to be able to return that knowledge back to the people and yeah
0: you know I I don't want to dwell on on the hardship but there there's something for and this is a selfish question so please forgive me uh the trauma that you physically endured how much which did you find to be more disheartening that physical trauma and suffering through that for eight years or the fact that family members didn't believe you till after the conviction came through and said, okay, now we understand. And now we believe you, like how hard is it to try to connect with the family after all that, when they said, no, you're making it up this whole
2: time. It wasn't easy. I held a lot of hatred. You know, and I used to get drunk and say meaningful things and um I wasn't forgiving right away. I held a lot of that as a grudge for a long time. I'm t- I'm talking probably years. It took a long time for me to be where I'm at with my parents to be able to have that peace and that respect between us because we really had to work at, you know, the bond. We really had to, we had to um, overcome that. But for myself, it was hard, though, to be forgiving right away. It took me a lot of, a lot of counseling and going to, like, our ceremonies, basically. And so in some of our ceremonies, it's almost like it takes you to it's almost like looking at your own life in a third view. That's how, like, powerful our ceremonies are. It'll just show you without. And then things start to slowly fall into place. And then um, that's why it's really healing, you know. And that's why I'm thankful to be who I am, you know, where I'm from, the families I come from and all of that. But it's just the mother and uh, some of the cousins or aunties or whoever it may be you know, uh, they didn't believe me, you know, and they thought that I was lying, but things like that on the reservation here happen a lot, you know, so there's families, you know, that do that, and some try to blame drugs and alcohol, on which, you know, that's, that's like, a whole nother story really but uh you know overall within time you know like i said it got better um with the relationship between me and my family
0: and through all of this and through all these struggles you know you find bareback horse riding and then or horse racing and then on top of that you find love as well uh you know this story as i told kim very briefly in our pre-interview you know, this is a LGBTQ plus story. This is a Native American story. This is an American story. uh, Almost to the point that I'm trying to figure out how we can still classify it as a documentary because a lesser person wouldn't have been able to survive what you survived.
2: Right. And um even I was like suicidal from the age of eight, off and on, you know, I didn't want to be a part of the world because of, the things that were going on and I felt alone and I just didn't want want to be here, you know, but what helped me was, uh, going to school was like another way to get away from my home life. So I enjoyed going to school, went to summer school all the way up until I couldn't anymore out of the age or eighth grade. And so then sports as well. Um, I was a champion runner as well, like cross country and track and uh, also uh pretty good at basketball. So I would just do everything, riding course, even ponies all the way up to quarter horses, the thoroughbreds. Um, I would ride them and just all that kind of stuff is what helped me get through uh escape I guess you could say out of the world that I was already in.
0: Well I'm glad that you're still with us and I'm glad that you're a survivor and made it out on the other end.
2: Right thank you.
0: And Kim you know you guys meet up through social media the power of social media uh, can help and can often hinder luckily this time it, it helped and it created a tremendous documentary that you somehow took three years to whittle down to 88 minutes. Like, <laughs> how on earth were you capable of doing that and not turning it into a docu-series? <laughs>
1: well, that's always the challenge with any documentary, I guess. Um, now, I suppose each time that we traveled to meet Charmaine, we were there for quite short times. So, And I've been doing this a long time, so I don't film too much that I'm actually not going to end up using in the final film. But, um, but like you saw, you know, Charmaine has a great way with words and she, you know, there was always something new happening. She always had very good thoughts on what would be good in the documentary and everything else. So it did make it a challenge, but um, but it was a fantastic experience. And I'm, I'm just reminded here because obviously because of COVID and everything else, myself and Charmaine have been on the phone, but we haven't met in person in over a year now. and uh, And I'm just, so happy we've come to this point with this documentary that we made together. And then now, are you both going to be at Newport Beach of... Film Festival? Yeah, we're both going to be there. Right.
0: So then I'll get to see you in person. This is even better.
1: Absolutely. We're doing a Q&A after the screening on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to see you there.
0: And perfect, uh, perfect tie-in for that because we got to remind everybody that Sunday, October 24th at 3.15 p.m. at the South Coast Village is where the screening will take place of pure grit and it's an 88 minute documentary uh there's so much in this to unpack but i don't want to give anything away that's the worst part of having seen a movie that you enjoy so much and you're like but and then like in the last 15 minutes this happens and then all this other stuff so yeah i'm trying not to give away too many spoilers but there there's so much going on i mean you know we we learn about charmaine's sister savannah uh i'm I'm sorry. Uh, Charity. Um, Char- thank you, uh, Charity. And, uh, and her accident and, you know, you make reference in this conversation as why you run because others can't. And we find out in the documentary what happened to your sister, uh, you know, your relationship with Savannah and, and how that develops and how it's really a true love story. And then the fact that it's an LGBTQ plus story, how does that work into the, the First Nations? Because You know, is that more, we hear, uh, all the time, uh, the phrase two spirits being incorporated into the LGBTQ plus, um, you know, uh, list and, uh, in reference to, to Native Americans having two spirits or it's more acceptable in Native American communities. Is that the case or with your two nations that you belong to, uh, it wasn't so much as accepting as people would like to perceive?
2: It's always been accepted um in a way a lot of two spirited people are leaders, and I've seen it even here. We have leaders in our community who um, are part of uh you know certain committees, I guess you could say and um, so having those two spirits kinda gives you a visually side of both genders so it kind of is like you're just right in middle and it's always been accepted on my behalf um my mother didn't accept it you know but eventually she did and so my dad he accepted it as well and you know, he said he wasn't gonna try to change me.
0: And now through everything that you've become, have you become a motivational speaker and gone out and talked to to people that have suffered through what you, you've endured?
2: I usually get sense when I know that somebody's suffering and it doesn't always apply to the same things. It might even be domestic violence through relationships or something. And um, all of that kind of stuff, just different things. But um, it's like people cross my path usually. And so, and it's like I kind of get a nudge in the shoulder like, hey, you know, you got to say something. (laughs) So I'm thinking, and then I just, it comes to me. And so sometimes when I talk, it could be applying to anybody and sometimes people just use it to apply it however they want to, you know, but I just know that, um, I have helped people, you know, kind of, uh, get a different view on how life is, and sometimes we got to be real direct about it, you know, and that's just the way things are, you can't go around it, you know, you have to be direct, because, uh, That's just how it is, you know. You got to be stern in life. You can't, you can't, can't just slack. (laughs) And I'd
1: like to add something to what you're saying, Charmaine. Is that you know you, you talk about you've always talked about wanting to motivate others and help others and inspire others, and to be able to do that with your own life experience is one thing. The other thing is that because Charmaine is a champion racer. She already is a role model, you know, on her own reservation and at races we've been to. You know, you see kids coming up and high-fiving her and wanting to be her. So, you know, I hope with this documentary, it allows Charmaine, hopefully, to travel around, to maybe to other reservations and meet with other young girls and women and, and, and inspire them with her story, both both to overcome the negatives, but also to inspire them to, to you know, to be whatever they want to be in the same way that she's never given up. Um, and she's the champ that she is because of that.
0: Well, Kim, you you know, you discovered this story. You're There's an entire continent and an ocean in between you and Charmaine to get the story told. What do you learn about yourself as a filmmaker through the eyes of your subjects in a documentary of this caliber?
1: Oh, that's a really interesting question. Well, I guess, you know, I suppose any time I make a documentary, I develop a friendship with the person that I'm filming with. And I don't think you could make this kind of a documentary if you didn't. So if myself and Charmaine had met and just didn't gel or there was no chemistry there, we wouldn't, I don't think we would have made this. Well, I mean, Charmaine wouldn't have wanted me to make it anyway. Um, and so I suppose I found Charmaine's way of looking at life and not just her own personal but her culture the culture around her was something very new to me I knew nothing about Native American culture and I spent no time with any Native Americans other than briefly and that to me was very very interesting because it's a slower pace it's a very reflective kind of way of looking at the world and nature and I'm you know my life here is fast-paced and I'm filming here and I'm filming there and I'm racing around and I think that was one thing that I learned to kind of. Slow down and take things in and, and it stayed with me. Um, so it was a, a, a fantastic experience and, 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 and I do think I grew from it. I hope I did. Um, personally, yeah. And I think we'll stay. I mean, we'll, we'll, of course we'll stay in touch. We're friends. We're still in touch and we'll continue to be in touch someday. I promise I'll come up there without my camera. I keep saying it <laughs> and actually enjoy, sure. enjoy life without having to. Stick a, a camera in someone's face all the time.
0: Right. And I'm sure you're going to bring your camera with you to Newport Newport Beach Film Festival.
1: Uh-uh. No, wow. I'm, a, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. No camera. I love filming, but it'd all just right. be nice to, to be
0: a... We're just not taking you to an Irish bar. You have enough of those where you live.
1: True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Charmaine, I do have to ask, uh, as a competitive uh, bareback horse racer, what's the difference in racing... A horse that has a saddle on versus a bareback race.
2: You know I can't I can't answer that question because I never raced a horse with the saddle before.
0: <laughs> okay. That's that's fair. See I I didn't know that and yeah, I just never knew if like what what the difference is, what the feel is, you know, how how it was like the mechanics with that work, yeah. You know, like just the main differences between the two.
2: Right. Um, Preferably, I don't ride saddle, but, I mean, I do plan on getting a saddle horse here pretty soon because I also want to try other things like roping or try out the barrels, you know, because it's just something to do. And I can ride already, but doesn't mean I can't do everything, you know, uh, like on a horse. But, you know, I'd like to try at least.
0: And you're sorry, gonna pick I really up some... I was gonna I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: I just said that i I really don't know what it's like to race on a saddle. I mean it kinda terrifies me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so
0: you're gonna do something safer like like bull riding? Like what what's,
2: you know? Honestly I would like to, but I don't think my family would let me do that. And no, but I, did, um, the... did you tell sorry, him that you. I won that did you Tell them that I won that championship recently or No, I was letting I was letting you tell it yourself.
0: I want to hear it from the champ oh. itself.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, um there was this horse, uh we had all the qualifying teams out of the whole in and relay. And um I finally made it back on top. So uh I became what they call the world champion bareback maiden racer. Wow,
0: congratulations.
1: And you know the other thing is that when you watch the when you watch the movie, I I'm not sure you get how tiny Charmaine is. I mean I'm quite tall, but Charmaine is tiny and these horses are huge and wild and you know, how she gets up on that horse and controls it is just it's incredible and it's extraordinary. I think anyone who hasn't seen Relay Racing when they watch this will be blown away because it's so thrilling. I, I still find myself kind of shaking when I watch some of the scenes. But then when you take into account how, how tiny and petite Charmaine is, it's just like I don't know how I don't know how she does a
0: well you two have pulled <laughs> off a phenomenal documentary. Charmaine you have lived a tremendous life and I'm so happy that you're still with us. But this documentary has something for everybody. It's a love story. It's a sports movie. It's a Native American indigenous movie. It's an international film from the eyes of an indigenous population in the United States. There's so much ground to cover that how it's only cut down to 88 minutes, God only knows. Uh, but I am thrilled the, that this subject matter has been covered because it's not something that we would have seen otherwise. Uh, Pure grit is going to be Sunday, October 24th at 3:15 at the Sa- South Coast Theater. In uh, it's on the border of Newport Beach and Costa Mesa is where it's going to be. I'm sorry, South Coast Village is the theater. It's a it's a nice little quaint theater. Uh, I've seen many movies there over the years, and this is just something that I think everybody should see. Why, from the subject matter perspective, Charmaine, do you think people should see this documentary? And then Kim, from the director's perspective, why do you think people should see it?
2: You go first, oh, Charmaine. Based, oh, okay. I was going to say it's, it's based on um, real-life events that take place in the world. And, uh, it's not something you just act out, you know, and in life, life, everything is real, you know, so I think that they could learn, uh, that life is hard, you know, but you just gotta keep going forward, you know, with it. And we show that example, not just speaking it, but showing, you know, physically showing. Sometimes we don't even have to speak. You know, we just show by example. So I think that the fact that it's not, it's just as good as a movie basically, but it's not um, acting. You know, it's real, real life stuff. Beautiful sceneries that we have here in the world. And even though there's negative things going on in the world, you still got to see... A positive in it too so that's why they should see it because um it will give them hope hopefully
1: yeah well Charmaine pretty much said everything I was going to say I was saying it's been a tough 18 months I think for a lot of people and not going to not getting out to see movies or any of that and I think this is really an inspiring watch I think it's really uplifting for all the difficulties that Charmaine has experienced and that are explored in the documentary. I just think it's a real it's a really hopeful story. As she said, it's beautiful. I mean, you guys are probably used to, you know, Wyoming is in the US. To me it was just one of the most beautiful places I'd ever been. It's it's stunning. The horses are beautiful. The people are beautiful. The this landscape is incredible. And Charmaine, um, you know, I'm just honoured to to have made this documentary and that Charmaine was willing to give all she gave, and I think the result is a really poignant and emotional and thrilling um, story. So I really hope people will will come and see it.
0: Well, again, congratulations on this documentary. Uh, I'm really thrilled for the both of you. Again, uh, October 24th at 3.15 at the South Coast Village Newport Beach Film Festival. Kim Bartley, uh, Charmaine Wood, sorry, Charmaine We thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it and hopefully I get to at the very least see you two in person on Sunday. That way we can just get together and, you know, at least crack a couple of jokes. I promise not to recommend any Irish bars for, for Kim because she lives in Ireland and it's absolutely pointless at that, at that moment in time.
1: <laughs> right. Thank you. We enjoyed absolutely. it. Thank you so much.